I'm your girl, Latoya Francis, and you're listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the On My Soapbox podcast, the place where I come to be unfiltered and unadulterated on matters that might not be popular or might even bring some opposition. But this is my soapbox and these are the things that I'm passionate about. This week, I'm on my soapbox bringing to you my thoughts on having an intentional perspective. The past few weeks for me have been filled with many changes and moments of clarity. 2020, hands down, will for me be the year to remember. I don't know about you, but it's like I have to intentionally set my thoughts to consider that this year so far has been filled with great moments because the bad moments were, well, bad. (laughs) I got up this morning and as I sat on the edge of my bed, looking out the window, I found my thoughts going to a place where my outlook on where I was in that moment was negative. And almost as if, in the same instance, like a fresh burst of wind, I found myself being led back to a place of contentment in my journey. Fam, the fact is, your journey might not look like everyone else, but guess what? It's yours. At the start of the week, I somehow started hearing, you know, you know when you're driving, you're just chilling, you know, different song, at least for me. I'll have times where out of the blue song lyrics just come to me. And this week, this lyrics that kept coming to me reoccurringly was, from two J. Cole songs, and they were on repeat in my head. Mind you, it wasn't because I was bumping Jermaine all week or the week before. They just came. And I believe great songs like that, they have a tremendous effect. The first one was from Crooked Smile. And the line that kept coming back to me was when he says, we ain't perfect, but we worth the picture still. And the other one was the chorus on Love Yours. And it goes like, there's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. There's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Love yours. No such thing. No such thing. And I think a lot of time because of how, you know, the world that we live in currently is set up, we find ourselves many times not intentionally just kind of comparing our journeys to those who we see around us. So thinking that we should be further ahead than we are. And even in entertaining thoughts like that, we then begin to second guess the dreams that were given to us. You know, those visions that we had for our lives. We second guess whether or not it's still time. We second guess whether or not there's still space at the table because someone might be doing something that's similar to you already or similar to that vision that you got. And you're wondering, well, is there still space for mine? And this leads a lot of us to really operate from a place of paralysis, paralysis analysis, I guess, where you spend so much time thinking about whether or not there's space at the table, whether or not your idea was given by God, or whether or not this is something that you should pursue, that you end up not doing anything with it at all, right? And I think the reason why this happened is because many of us have these perfectly fitted pictures or plans for our lives. And when I was thinking about it, the analogy that came to my mind was, you know, like you see when someone's about to build this big development, they'll like create 
like a miniature version of it, you know, fully complete with houses, with the pools, with the park, even with people walking their kids with a stroller. Now, how they get dolls that small to be doing these things, I don't know. But my point is, we've created these kind of perfectly pitched pictures for what we think our life should look like, right? And some of us, I feel like even when we've created these pictures, we've still had to go through the fire a couple of times and during those periods even felt some type of reassurement or reassuredness that our life would bear good gifts in the right time. And even with this good outlook and positive perspective, for some of us, it still feels like even though we have the picture, we have the miniature model that we know what's supposed to be where, you know, who goes where, who uses what, you know, what our life looks like. For some of us, it just seems like no matter what we do, the game seems to be rigged, making winning seem like a fairy tale that we need to wake up from. And on this episode, I just want to continue to encourage you that it ain't over until it's over. Keep going. Rest if you must, but keep going. That dream you've had since childhood or that vision you got recently about the project or course that you want to do, that career that you want to transition into, keep moving towards it, pit stops and all. Your time is coming. And when it gets hard, that is a time for you for us to develop the skill of having an intentional perspective. So, Latoya, what is an intentional perspective? And I think simply put, this idea that I've been holding on to and that I've been trying to cultivate for myself, simply put, it is training your mind to automatically go to the perspective that lines up with the vision that you have for yourself concerning a particular situation. For instance, if you're working on a project, right, that isn't going as planned, And by all indications, even seems like, yo, failure is imminent, right? Having an intentional perspective would lead you not to sulk or complain, but rather it would lead you back to the original intention of the project. It is that voice that says, remember why we started. It is that voice that prompts you to consider the worst outcome and then says, but did you die though? (laughs) You know, like. Did you die? And then in the same instance, when you've considered the worst possible situation, it's that voice that brings you back. But what if we win? It's that voice that says, all right, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's try to think of things that we didn't consider to begin with. What opportunities lies within these challenges that I'm currently facing? Are there any lessons that for some reason I'm being a hard head that I'm not learning? So guess what? Life has to kick you down for you to actually get the lesson that you're supposed to get to move on to the next level. You know, growing up, you're playing Sega Genesis or Nintendo 64 and the different levels of the games that you have to get to. At each level, there's a lesson that you have to learn. There is a, some kind of villain or monster that you have to slay before you can get to that next level. And I feel like that's the same situation when it comes to our dreams. At various points of our life, we have to go through what I deem to be situations There's a lesson that you have to learn. There are tools that you have to be adding to your toolkit before you can move on to the next level. Because without those tools, you won't be able to beat the next level, right? And like I said, it is a fact. Life will always throw us curveballs for fun. But when we are given a dream, and yes, I believe dreams are given. I believe that it is the will of the dream giver to see us successfully accomplish that dream. Our biggest issue 
is that our vision of success is pretty limited compared to that of the dream giver. Going back to our model, because we build this miniature model of what our life should look like or what our dream should look like, or we've painted this perfectly silhouetted picture of what our life should look like when it doesn't match up, we have issues, right? Being the dreamer that I am, though, I always come back to the story of my guy, Joseph. Shameless plug alert. So the Beloved Bible Study, a global Bible study for women that meets via Zoom once a month to dig into the word and build community with women all over the world, has been discussing my guy too. For more information on the Bible study, contact us on Instagram. We're at Beloved Global. So that's B-E-L-O-V-E-D, Global. Or via email at beloved.devotional at gmail.com. This information is going to be in the description of the podcast as well. So moving on, going to our guy, Joseph, talking about dreamers. We're talking about, you know, sometimes when our journey isn't lining up with the dream that we had for our lives. And some of us, you know, we get to the place where we kind of start second guessing ourselves, right? And I think Joseph is a prime example of that, like where he could have second guessed whether or not those dreams God gave him when he was 17 years old, whether or not those dreams was just like a pipe dream or whether or not, you know, God was actually going to see it to fruition. So for those of you who are interested, the story of Joseph can be found in Genesis 37, and then it picks back up again in Genesis 39 to 47, right? So just a quick synopsis of the story of Joseph. So here he is, you know, 17 years old. God gives him this dream starting in chapter 37, verse 5. It says, now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brother said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us, or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream, and he told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you dream? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. Right? After that, we go to the place where Joseph is sold into slavery And then it picks back up, like I said, in chapter 39, where now he's in slavery and he's having to go through multiple different trials, right? So while he was in slavery, he was sold to this guy named Potiphar. Potiphar's wife then tries to accuse him of trying to seduce her while it was the opposite way around. Then that led him to go to jail. While he was in jail, he was able to have favor by interpreting two of the prisoners' dreams. Which then, when one of those prisoners were let out, they were then in the court of Pharaoh. Pharaoh then had this dream that needed to be interpreted. The guy remembered Joseph, the cupbearer remembered Joseph. When he was in prison, the two prisoners that he interpreted their dreams, one was a cupbearer and one was a baker, the chief baker. Long story short, the chief baker ended up being killed, but the cupbearer went back into Pharaoh's court. So when Pharaoh had this dream, none of his magicians None of his interpreters could interpret the dream. 
And the cupbearer remembered that Joseph, who was still in prison at this time, you know, could interpret the dream. And check this out. Imagine you interpreting someone's dream for them while in prison. The person ends up getting out and everything, all the good things that you said would happen, happen to them. And then it takes two whole years for them to remember you, for them to, you know, kind of pay that kindness forward. Nevertheless, your journey is your journey. And as God plans it in the right timing, the things that you desire, those things will come to fruition in the timing ordained by God and not a minute before. So the place where Pharaoh can interpret his dream, the cupbearer remembers, they call for Joseph. Joseph then not only comes and successfully interprets Pharaoh's dream, he then becomes second in command to Pharaoh. It gets better. As you read on, when the famine began in Egypt, Joseph's brother and his family, they were still in the land of Canaan, I think it was. And now they were in a position where they needed to go to Egypt to buy bread. And if they didn't go to Egypt to buy bread, they would starve and die. So they end up going to Egypt. When they get there, Joseph is second in command to Pharaoh. So that dream where he said that he saw them bowing down, that then comes into fruition. It becomes reality, right? What am I saying? I'm saying that sometimes in life, God gives us these dreams and some of them just seem so big and so outlandish. When we share it with some people, some people will be like, yo, you know, kind of get your head out of the clouds. Like, really? Like, that's not, nah, right? And some of us, we're resilient enough where when they tell us that, that don't phase us because we know who we were given the dream from. Other people will take it and take it personally. So this is what I'll leave you with. No matter where you are on the journey to seeing your dreams come to reality, seeing your dreams come to fruition, seeing the things that you desire, the vision that you have for your life come to life, here are some things that I think will be useful for you as you continue your journey. First one, develop an intentional perspective. This will become an automatic response in times of opposition. No longer will you embrace a victim's mentality, but you will move as the victor that you are. You will begin to look for opportunities of learning in every situation and move confidently from a place of favor. Secondly, be intentional about who you share your vision and dreams with or the progress of that vision or that dream. If you're like me, you like to share with others because you are honestly excited and just want to share with people that you love and care about, or you feel it will be an encouragement of sorts. And with no ill intent toward anyone, the fact is everyone is not in a space to respond positively. And that negative response could dampen your entire outlook on that vision and dream. And even to me, I think bring more harm than good. Use wisdom when it comes to sharing your dreams and your vision. The third one, keep going. Take rest stops if needed. Get new inspirations if required. But just keep going. Keep moving toward that God-given vision, that God-given dream that God has placed within you, knowing that it will come to fruition in the right time. And lastly, fam, your journey is yours. Be proud of how far you have come and celebrate the small wins. So when those dark days come, when those days come where you're starting to question yourself because guess what? Things haven't worked out exactly as you would have wanted. Success hasn't come exactly as you pictured it. That's your journey. Be proud. 
of what you have been able to accomplish with the grace of God and celebrate those small wins, man. Knowing that in the right time, in the right season, that vision, that dream will become a reality. I'm rooting for you. Thank you for listening to the On My Soapbox podcast. I'm your girl, LaToya Francis. Until next time, stand for something or fall for anything.